0: Welcome to the First Right Podcast, a weekly conservative news show brought to you by Restoration of America. I'm your host, Jerry Ewald, and today we are excited to have with us Brianna Morello, an investigative journalist, senior producer, and host of the Brianna Morello Show, talking about her courageous story facing the COVID vaccine mandate. Well, Brianna, thank you so much for coming on to the show today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Well, you've had quite a journey in television and media. So to kick things off, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about your background?
1: Yes. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I have worked all over the place. I have worked in sports prior to making my adjustment over to the news world. Uh, I worked for Major League Baseball. I did also work uh, for NHL. And I was a freelance reporter for a little bit, but I was also a producer. Uh, I did some time over in Disney as well, working specifically for ESPN, And then I made the jump over to the news world. I first started off uh, as a teleprompter operator for Fox Corp, working on Fox news shows and Fox business shows. And, um, and then I, uh, went over to Newsmax, worked there for a little bit, uh, worked in local news for a little bit. And then I went back to Fox and started working there. So I was Maria Bartiroma's, uh, booking producer for her weekend show. And then I was also the producer of another Fox business show as well, wall street journal at large.
0: Well, uh, it's an interesting career. It looks like things were really going quite swimmingly for you. Uh, your career was really starting to take off, and then uh, something happened in 2020. Uh, maybe COVID uh, came along and uh, kind of changed things up. And it, I guess it wasn't so much as, as the COVID itself, but the mandates that came with it, especially having some offices in New York. So why don't you share with the audience your, your amazing uh, you know, journey of courage, I'll call it.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, Yeah, during my time at Fox, I was working remotely the second time around uh, here in the state of Florida, Uh, but we did have an agreement prior to any of the vaccine stuff coming out that I would relocate to the New York City office. And so I had no issue with that because I I wanted to work for Tucker Carlson. That was kind of my career goal. And so um, I had no issue uh, getting back into New York. I wanted to do it. I want to work for Tucker eventually, Uh, but I was unaware about uh fox is plans to cooperate with an illegal vaccine private sector mandate and i wasn't made aware of it after first off fox had heckled me prior to my move back to new york fox was heckled me for my vaccination status um and they said it was for seating arrangements um and they tried to hide the actual reasoning for it uh, i ignored I had to be four to five emails and one of the emails eventually came from Susanna scott who is the ceo of fox news telling me that I had no choice and I had to submit my vaccination information. Um, and so luckily I did do so because I really didn't want to, you know, upset many folks over there because I wanted to uh, move up within the company. And so after giving my vaccination details and saying that I'm not vaccinated, uh, they withheld some information from me. And I believe in my, my personal belief that they did this intentionally. Um, I was pretty much told the day that I had moved back to New York. Uh, I was moving to my New Jersey apartment across the river and I got an email that was previously sent out to other Fox employees, uh, but not me, telling me that I had to be vaccinated. Uh, So I was left out of this email. It was sent out a week prior and it was only until the day I moved there where they thought, I guess, she she can't leave us now. Uh, I was then informed Mm -hmm. that I had to be vaccinated. And so uh, unfortunately for Fox, after battling it out with their human resources department, they did threaten to put me on unpaid leave. Uh, After pushing back and getting into an argument with human resources over this, um, they backed off of that and they did allow me to continue to work remotely from my New York apartment, my New Jersey apartment. And so um, it it was back and forth, but ultimately they ended up increasing my workload and trying to target me in other ways. I think they were just trying to push me out, my personal belief. And and so I did resign. I did leave the company. But... um, most people lied about it. I know we had a lot of Fox talent going on air and and, and saying we, we don't have a vaccine mandate specifically as a company, but they were complying with the illegal New York City private sector mandate, which again, right. didn't have any agencies assigned to work it. And there was no consequences listed if you did not comply with it. And so Fox played the game pretty well. We later learned Fox, like many other media outlets, took in money from HHS to promote the COVID vaccines. And so that's what led to them altering their coverage and only promoting the vaccine on air and not really offering uh, two sides to the argument and offering any type of criticism for the vaccine. And it was done by all the major media outlets. So we knew that through a FOIA request. So it's fact. We know what happens. Uh, It's just unfortunate that it did. But uh, I left and now I'm in independent journalism and it's fabulous. I love it. I have no regrets at this point.
0: Yeah, there's 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 a lot there, and I, I do remember that the coverage came out that uh, that organizations like Fox and other news media outlets were um, were not uh, telling the, telling both sides of the story, if you will, and they were being paid by uh, pharmaceutical companies and such to to promote, and so there was a, a definitely a conflict of interest. And look, I could I could say I could I could definitely relate to your story. I, I have a very similar uh, background prior to coming to Restoration of America, and it really gives you an opportunity to reflect uh, on the organization. That you you think you're working for and and what to do you know moving forward and, and I, I understand that you really liked to work for Fox you it was something that you were excited to do uh, you really wanted to make a career out of it so I guess that had to have been pretty hard uh, a, a pretty big jolt to you as, as this started coming down and the you know the the retaliation that you were starting to receive
1: yeah yeah I mean I I loved working for Fox so when I worked there back in I think it was 2018 2019 it was an honor so to walk in that building, like the, the it is such a powerful building. There are so many important people walking in that building every single day. Politicians, anchors, people who are making the news cycle um, are always walking in and out of that building every day. And so being there, it's just it's incredible. Um, and I never felt that mm-hmm. like for that way for any of my other employers, unfortunately. So I was really looking forward to being back in that that environment. Uh, and I wanted to to be a big player. I mean. Fox, and I had a call with a couple of their executives, was initially interested in me trying to dabble a little bit in the on-air stuff as well, so I was thinking the sky's the limit, and it eventually all worked out for me, but I didn't know any of this at the time, and I was very upset, but the problem is Fox, number one, didn't treat this equally, so uh, I later learned, and this was a couple of months ago, that not everyone had to comply with the mandate that they were forcing onto me. Uh, we learned that Tucker Carlson's producers who were based in New York City and his writers, they were not forced to comply with this. Now, Tucker wasn't in New York. He was remote. And um, it was strange, but uh, Tucker put up a fight, is what we later learned, and um, pretty much forced Fox's hands to not uh, force this onto his producers and his writers. And so his team was exempt. And so uh, to wow. me, that tells me that, number one, you guys are obviously discriminating. It's very easy to prove because uh, they've all told me hypocrisy yeah. yeah yeah they told me that they were that all tucker did was pushed back a little bit and threatened to uh yank the show from the network and uh they listened and so that's that's where my argument comes uh, fox clearly discriminated against anybody else who wasn't tucker then it's quite easy to prove because they never asked them for exemptions and they all still mm. were employed so we'll see what the future holds on that one
0: yeah, so reflecting back on that whole experience, do you have any regrets on how you handled it or how things played out?
1: Uh, I don't, I guess my main regret might be that I complied when they asked for my vaccination status. Cause my thing was this, I wasn't gonna apply for any exemptions. It's not my employer's business on what my religious beliefs are, nor is it their business what my medical history is. And um, we've always had those standards, right? Like legally, if my employer were to ask me for any of my religious information, you could actually sue them and could take them to court over it because it's something that they're not supposed to be asking you or disclosing at all. And so um, I refuse to do the exemption, and I don't regret doing that. Uh, a lot of people are saying you should have gotten fired because there have been legal challenges so far in New York State, which allow those who were fired or put on unpaid leave to get back pay. And I understand that. But the reality is, it's Fox was trying to make my life hell. What they did is is I was working two shows for the network, right, which is already a lot of work. And they were weekend shows but you still book for two shows throughout the week you're doing script writing you're gathering elements it's a full schedule full 40-hour schedule but what they wanted to do was to weed me out so they didn't fire mm-hmm. anyone over the uh vaccine mandate issues they instead of instead wanted to like for me for an example uh overwork us so what they did is they mm-hmm. dumped another show onto my lap and they tried to say and they tried to make it sound nice like they weren't coming for me but what they said is and i've worked in news by the way prior I just explained. I worked at three other news organizations before making my way over to Fox uh, as a producer. But um, they said to me, you know, you could really use some more experience working on a daily news show. And so they tried Mm -hmm. dumping me on the Kennedy show, which is interesting because um, I have a ton of experience, both sports and both in news. And I worked a daily news show over at Newsmax, so it didn't make any sense. But essentially what they're doing is they're not offering me a salary bump. They're telling me that I'm going to have to do double the workload, which means a lot of overtime. And they're just trying to force you out at that point. Um, I, I didn't want to join Kennedy's team. Number one, I wasn't a fan of her show. I don't think she's, and this is my personal belief. I don't I don't think she's talented. And I don't like working with people that aren't talented. Um, so I was was never really interested in working for her. But um, besides the fact, it was very obvious that they were trying to force my hand and push me out. And I wasn't going to deal with it. So um, they weren't going to fire me. They were going to either put me on unpaid leave which I probably just should have taken at this point. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going to resign. I, I didn't want to work there anymore. I didn't want to keep pushing this propaganda. It's what? it's quite depressing. You get a pit in your stomach every time you have to do it, and I just don't want to deal with that.
0: Well, it, it, you're in such a tough spot, right? I mean, you're trying to develop your career. You you have to uh, you get paid to support your your life, uh, and and you see start to see that the organization isn't supporting you anymore. And you know that's not going to change when all this stuff goes away. You, the the real them has come out, right? And the retaliation that you talk about is uh, you know there's different forms of retaliation. It doesn't have to be we're going to fire you uh, or or something like that. They could give you the hey this is good for your career. Let me give you double triple the the workload and then watch you. Fail and well, you know. I guess you just weren't a good employee. So, you know, I I I think you you absolutely did the right thing, and I I love how you stood up because you're right. They shouldn't they shouldn't have to know your religious background or your medical background. It's none of none of their business. uh, Yet they made it their business. So, uh, I I think again, I think uh, I'm sure as you look back on this, you look at it and you you did the right things. And and what here here's what I'm going to say. You know. You now work for The Absolute Truth with Emerald Robinson. Uh, Fox's loss is, is Emerald's gain. Uh, and no doubt the industry has uh, has taken a massive hit over the years in its credibility, uh, especially as a result of COVID. So uh, how has the industry, do you think, been reshaped as a result?
1: Yeah, I think it's independent journalism will save our country, first and foremost. Um, Listen, in the corporate world, you get on editorial calls, they tell you what kind of spin they want you to to do for the day, what the angle is on everything. I am not in on that. I don't like it. Not my thing. So this has worked out perfectly for me because now I'm able to cover stories that normally we can't cover, right? Like Fox doesn't want to touch anything J6. I'm on the phone with J6, uh, people who are defendants who are in jail right now and I'm talking to them, I'm talking to their wives, I'm talking to their 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 children. I'm getting all this information about the federal government completely abusing their constitutional rights and violating them constantly. I'm getting all these exclusives. We just ex- exposed the VA for an example. The VA was pulling benefits for J6ers prior to their trial, prior to their trial. And not only that, those who were convicted, obviously in DC court, you'll convict any conservative, but those who were convicted, on misdemeanor charges were having their VA benefits pulled. And so what that means is uh, if you were a veteran getting medical services, you would have to now cough up more money to pay your, for your medical expenses. So like one person we had um, who reached out to us randomly got a bill for $11,000, and he didn't know why the VA wasn't returning his calls. But the VA is not supposed to reduce his benefits because he wasn't convicted of a felony. So he's convicted of misdemeanor charges, uh, uh, trespassing, very not serious charges, Uh, did his time in jail there was no reason for this to be about at all but mainly they were targeting him because they don't like the fact that he's appealing his case and that's that's my perspective on this so after reaching out the va suddenly suddenly realized oh we messed up here and uh they reversed their decision they sent him an apology letter apologizing for sending him that eleven thousand dollar bill but then we also got another person who got a bill for four thousand dollars And magically, when we reached out, that disappeared. I just recently Mm. had somebody else who was watching our show call me and say, hey, I got a bill for, I think it was $7,000. I reached out to the VA just recently. So eventually that bill is going to disappear as well. Um, Mm. There is a tactic that our federal government's using, and it is to bankrupt these people, it is to back them into a corner so they can't fight these charges and, um, the corporate media won't cover it. And so that's why independent journalism is so important because I have a massive following now on so many other platforms. So when I reach out, they're afraid and, um, it's a blessing, honestly, because people are so afraid. To reach out to do th- these things, and they're torturing Americans. They're putting them in solitary confinement. They are bankrupting them. They are having their spouses receive letters that they're going to get their homes, um, their homes taken back by the mortgage companies because they can't pay their bills anymore. Um, one J. sector just told me he can't pay his rent based on what the VA is doing to him. So. Uh, If I still worked in the corporate media world, I wouldn't be able to cover that, wouldn't be able to push back or help any of these Mm -hmm. people. So that's where the perks come in of being an independent journalist now. I could help these people out. But it also makes you a moving target. Um, I randomly got a letter from the IRS uh, asking questions Mm -hmm. regarding my, my taxes and sending me a bill. I was told that it's not anything to take seriously. Did it happen coincidentally? Who knows? It happened after the whole VA situation happened. But... They're very particular with these things, and so we know that they target conservatives all the time, so it's quite interesting, but we're not going to back down. Independent journalism will save our country, and we're going to keep fighting.
0: Well, Brianna, I, I'm really glad that you went down that path with J6 and, and independent journalists, because uh, you know you're taking up the the, the J6 mantle, and, and we need that, right? We can't forget these are political prisoners that are rotting away uh, right now, and someone needs to be out there advocating for them. And it sounds like you're doing a fantastic job with that. And then, um, you know, you brought up it's not just J6; like we're starting to see some uh, First Amendment uh, type of violations. I know you're you friends with Owen Schreier from uh, Infowars and things like that, and he's he's in jail right now solitary confinement and I know that you're that's something that you're looking into as well
1: yeah yeah so this is Owen's second time in solitary confinement and just to give your audience some background all Owen did was show up and they had permits to be there so there was no reason for any of this Uh, but obviously he's an Infowars host they don't like the fact that he's outspoken Um, and Owen's always been so kind to give me a platform to share my content on so um, they don't like that and so The first opportunity they had to throw him in solitary, they did, they claimed it was for COVID protocols. Uh, I was told there's nothing abnormal about that. Uh, So he was in solitary for a weekend. And so when he got out, he made a phone call and that call was recorded. It was just a message saying that he's doing well and he's in high spirits. And uh, he got out of solitary and he was just sharing um, a warm thank you to his audience. And then suddenly Owen disappeared and now he's in solitary confinement again. And I've spoken with his legal team. They don't really have any answers. I've reached out to the jail. The jailer is refusing to give me answers. They said that I have to have a waiver signed to be able to give those details and disclose those details to me. So I jokingly said, how about you go knock on Owen's cell and ask him to sign the waiver that you're looking for him to sign? Because I'll do it in a heartbeat. He he, he wants the word out there. Uh, obviously, they didn't like that, and they won't do that. Uh, so Owen is now sitting in solitary confinement for 30 days, is the rumors, That's what we've heard. The jail won't confirm it. His legal team is left in the dark. They don't know what's going on. Um, but we've reached out. This this jail actually falls within Speaker Mike Johnson's district. So I've reached mm. out to Mike Johnson's office. They tell me that they're aware of what's going on, but they won't give me any further comments. I've also reached out to the Louisiana Attorney General's office as well, uh, but they haven't responded to me. There's politicians out there who are asking some questions, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, Congressman Matt Gaetz. Uh, they are trying, but... Um, he shouldn't be in solitary, and there's a lot of uh, mental health issues that come from sitting in a cell for 23 hours by yourself, and so I'm deeply concerned because those are irreversible. We've seen plenty of studies. I've reached out to the ACLU, so I know our conservative audience is probably laughing right now and saying, why would you reach out to these? They don't, They don't care for us. Uh, but the ACLU has filed multiple lawsuits against prisons for putting people who are nonviolent in solitary confinement because the, the damage is irreversible and they're well aware. But the ACLU, both their national office and their state Louisiana office, will not return my calls. Um, mm. We obviously know that they're, they're partisan hacks and we understand that. But the ACLU will go as far as defending a pedophile or defending a, a murderer who murdered children and raped children, and they're sitting on death row. And because we won't refer to them by their preferred pronouns, the ACLU will defend them. Um, but they won't defend conservatives. I think that just highlights where we are right now as a society, the ACLU will not go to bat for conservatives because they disagree no. with your political beliefs. Um, it's unfortunate, but we're in different times right now, and um, we just ask everyone to support Owen. Um, if you go to my Twitter page, there's his, the address to send him letters if you'd like. Uh, I, I'm told he's supposed to be getting those letters. I've sent him a couple just to make sure he gets it, uh, but I would highly you know, recommend to your audience send over a letter and tell them you're thinking about him.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think that's a fantastic idea, and it's it's just horrific uh, what what's happening uh, to these people, and, and it's it's awesome. That you have such a, a passion and a heart for for what's going on, and I can tell you're fearless. And you know, I was going to ask you what makes the 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 Brianna Morello show different from all the others, but I think it's obvious through this interview uh, your passion and resilience uh, to go after the facts and expose what is going on. So I think that's absolutely fantastic. So how do we support uh, all the great work that you're doing, Brianna?
1: Well, thank you. Um, you can head over to Rumble, look up the Brianna Morello show, and you can subscribe to our page. I highly recommend it because you flag. I could flag. Great interviews for you. Like we had Tommy Robinson on, who is uh, fearless in the UK. Uh, he came on our show to talk about how sexual assaults are rising in the UK, and it's because of the Muslim migrant crisis that they're dealing with. Um, and he's been fearless. They've tried canceling him, but he's speaking truth to power, and they don't like it. So. For great interviews like that, head over to my Rumble page, the Brianna Morello Show. Uh, I'm also on other platforms as well, uh, Google, um, Play, all the po- podcasting platforms you can find me on. You could also find me on Twitter, Brianna Morello, B-R-E-A-N-N-A, M-O-R-E-L-L-O, and feel free to give me a follow.
0: Well, Brianna, um, I-, I pray that God continues to bless you in this journey that you're on, and uh, we look forward to seeing all the great work that you're going to come up with in the in the coming
1: days. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Well, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting conservative media. Don't ever forget that by working together and staying diligent, we conservatives can bring our country back to true greatness. Until next week, let's all keep praying that God will continue to bless America. First Right, a new kind of news summary without the liberal slant. Every morning in your inbox always free subscribe by texting first right to 30161 that's first right all caps one word to 30161